you didn't know, you better call somebody. Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. It just doesn't make any sense, Mike. Okay, let me tell you how much sense it doesn't make. And moment of clarity, I'll be with you guys in a second. So I go outside to get something out of my trunk. When I go outside to get something out of my trunk uh-huh. of my car, yeah. the magic are up by six points, okay? Yeah. I go, I get it out of my trunk of my car, I come back <laughs> inside, I come back inside, I put it away, I go to the bathroom, I take a leak, I come back out from the bathroom, I look at the TV, and the magic are down by eight with three minutes left to go in the game. Yep. That's how how right. does that happen? You should have just predicted it. You should have known that Dude, was gonna happen. Dude, just like, come on. If the magic could... I, <laughs> If they could just like try a little bit, like at the end of the game, I they do so well the first three and a half quarters. I, know, I don't get it. And then the why second half happen? of the fourth quarter, they just fold. I always wanted to know why that happens to teams. And, and well, all people always put it on youth and inexperience, but I'm just like, but what does experience give you to make it the last, last half of the quarter? Yeah, <laughs> like what? What uh, are you learning? That- it drives me absolutely nuts. Well, you should know how I feel because I'm not only am I a Magic fan, but oh, I'm a you're Bucks a Bucks fan. fan. I'm so sorry. I am so. so so sorry. I was telling somebody the other day. I am. I feel so bad for Bucks fans, but I'm a Ravens fan. But this is just an anomaly for us. You know, this it's only yeah. had. This is the first time in the past twelve years this has happened to us. <laughs> this is a regular occurrence for the well, Buccaneers. The Bucks were on that high when we won the Super Bowl, and then it seemed like we were going to repeat. That was like 15 years ago. I know, exactly. <laughs> Ever, that would seem like we were going to repeat the year. I remember it vividly. Okay? I bet you do. <laughs> we were going to repeat the year after, and then that one Monday night football game where the Colts came back. Wow, he remembers the like, game. Down by like 20. I'll never forget it. I was at some restaurant, and the Colts came back in the fourth quarter down by like 21 points or something. Unbelievable <laughs> comeback. Ever since that game, the Bucks have crapped. Stunk. Yep. They stink. And they've never gone back. So we've had to deal with this. Uh, look um, at it this way. As bad as the Bucks are, they're not the Jags. Okay. There you go. Better. All right. Moment of clarity. It's your man, Stefan G. You are tuned in to another eclectic episode right here on the Promised Life Network. And that has everything we just talked about has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about, but kind of everything to do with what we're going to talk about today. Because today's to topic, today's topic is prayer. Talking about prayer today, and one of the things that stuck out in my mind as I started to think about this topic is what is the purpose of prayer? Like, why do we, not, and not even why do we pray, because there's a whole lot of reasons why we do pray, but why should we pray? Like, what is the reason that prayer is supposed to be such an integral part of our relationship with Christ? Now, I understand that it's a part of the conversation with Christ, and that we can't really develop a relationship with someone that we're not talking to and so on and so forth. And it's a part of our expression to Christ as he expresses back to us through his word. But I'm talking deeper than that. I'm talking like, why do I have to pray? Like, what is the purpose of prayer? Where is the root of the reason that this conversation is necessary in my life? And I didn't... 
as I started to think about it, and then, you know, I sit down at this computer in front of this microphone and I pull up a bunch of websites that say a whole bunch of different stuff. And a lot of people have a lot of different ideas of what prayer is for. You know, a lot of people focus on pray, praying. A lot of people focus on the fact that praying is the conversation between you and Christ. And so it gives you an opportunity to interact with the Most High King. And that without that interaction, then we can't develop a relationship with Jesus. So I get that one. Okay. Relationship development. Cool. Um, Some people talk about the commandment to pray, that we should pray because we're commanded to pray and we're commanded to do it nonstop. Okay. A little difficult, but I get it. Okay. We'll work on that. Um, And then I also saw a lot of people talking about uh, the desire to acquire is basically what I kind of the the package that I put it in that we pray to ask for things and we ask for these things from our father and so that's the father son relationship. Um, you didn't like that one, did you, Mike? Well, I was actually <laughs> just gonna say I I think most people, at least in America, that's how they view prayer. Yeah. Well, well, I think there's twofold. I think most people pr- view it as an opportunity to ask for things in the father son relationship. I think a lot of people also view it as a opportunity to uh, just it's a confession time. You know what I mean? Like, oh God, I did this. Forgive me for that. Forgive me for this. Forgive me for that. Forgive me for this. You know, that kind of thing. I think those are probably the places that it sits the heaviest in most of the lives of Americans. Yeah, I'll, although I feel like a lot of times even with confession time, it's like when things are really bad and you're like, I'm going to confess this to you and I promise not to do this again yeah. if you do X for me. That's true. Or, But you know what? Even when I think you hit on something even deeper is that the confession comes at such a greater degree when things are really bad. Like right. even, even if you don't add the I'll never do it again part to it, it's the when things aren't going so great in your life, it's when you are more likely to start confessing your sins. But, you're, but it still kind of runs the same vein because you're hoping to do it in – you're doing it in hopes that God will now turn your situation around because you've confessed your sins. And so I think prayer has become, and I hate to just say this to everybody out there, but y'all being selfish, you know, y'all are being selfish with your prayer. I just want you to know y'all are being selfish with your prayer. But I also, at this moment in my life, am not so sure that that's a bad thing. I don't know if that's bad. I just know it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a line because the Bible does say, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you shall find. Yes. So a lot of people say, well, then we're supposed to ask. Right. Well, for me, and I always, I'll tell you what I did one time. One time I said, this was when I was in my super Jesus mode back in the day. Ooh, the super Jesus? Yeah, this is when I was super Jesus. Oh, okay. Super Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. And so there was a time period in my life, probably lasted about a year actually, where I had, I gotten sick of praying. Like I had seriously gotten tired of the repetitiveness of praying. You know what I mean? Coming to God every day and God, I thank you for this and I thank you for that and I thank you for this and I thank you for that and I ask that you would forgive me for this and forgive me for that and forgive me for this and forgive me for that. And oh, by the way, I need this and I need that and I need this and I need that. And it had turned into this ritual. It had basically turned into religion. It turned into this ritual that I had gotten sick of. 
And so I made a pact with myself. And I might, maybe I'll pick this back up because it worked out really well. I said to myself, from now on, now mind you, it lasted a year, but I said, from now on, <laughs> I probably should never make pacts with God that says, <laughs> from now on. Well, thankfully, the pact was with me, but okay. he, was a being, he was observing it, so I might as well made it right. <laughs> but I said, from now on, I'm going to only pray about whatever it is I pray about one time, and that's it. I will never pray about anything twice. So if you get sick, Mike, and you're in the hospital, and they've cut off both your legs and one of your arms, and I'm praying for your healing, I'll do it once. That's interesting. I'm not going to sit by your bedside all day, all night, repeating, God, please, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I intercede, and blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing it. And this is what I told myself. I said, my father hears me, he knows me, and he's already set it in motion. So I'm going to pray one time so that he knows that I'm on the page and he can respond to me however he wants to respond. He can say yes, no, or shut up. And that was it. And it, to be honest with you, when I did that, I saw the manifestation of so many more things in my life at that time. Now, I can't necessarily equate all of that to that decision, but I'll just be honest. The money was better and life was fun and things were rolling and connections were being made and you know, I think it was during that time period that I got my office building from a station, you know, all that for free. And so it kind of, I, I want to say that was the reason, but I can't, I can't in good nature, in, tr- in all truth, connect and say that's exactly why it happened and everybody should do that. But I thought that was interesting because the Bible tells us pray without ceasing, but it doesn't tell us to repeat ourselves all the time. Well, I think there's actually a verse somewhere where Jesus says, you know, the pagans try to. Oh, yeah. The vain babblings. Yeah. They yeah. try to babble with their mem- their many words to try to reach me. And it's not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to go in a room and shut the door and pray this one prayer. Yeah. That's very true. I forgot all about the vain babblings. Yeah. Well, I think about that a lot when it comes to even a lot of churches where. It seems like that's what they're doing. Even the pastors mm-hmm. sometimes they're oh, yeah. just up on the podium and up in the podium and they're just going and going and going and going and going. And yeah. I just feel like it's the vain babbling. Yeah, they're, they think if they talk more, God will hear them. Yeah, and see one thing, and we're still talking about prayer, by the way. I hope everybody's still with us after our little basketball football stat. Um, Moment of clarity, Stefan G. By the way, go subscribe on iTunes because I always forget to tell you guys that. And everybody who helps me with this show is like, tell them to subscribe on iTunes, on it. So go subscribe on iTunes. Um, moment of clarity. I said that already. Anyway, so, but I think, I think there is a lot of vain babblings going on in our prayer lives. I think there is a lot of numb chatter going on in our prayer, prayer lives. You know what I mean? Like repetitiveness, repeating the same thing over and over and over again. When God heard us the first time, I, I, what I would like to do, Jesus, I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this. Oh, here we go. That means you're going to have to keep up with it. <laughs> you know, uh, I like, I'm always, tested oh, this week. man. All right. I'm sitting, I in, can't wait. I, I sit behind this microphone and God just inspires me and he's like, say this. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, hey. And then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Am I really I supposed say to say it now? Okay. 
what I would like to do, what I would like to do with my prayer life is turn my prayer life into less talk, more listen. Because we talk about that in all of our communications, right? Whenever we're talking about communication, we're talking about the importance of listening and understanding the other person. You know, what is it that says, you know, uh, endeavor first to understand and then to be understood, so on and so forth. So why doesn't that cross over into our prayer lives as well? That we endeavor first to understand what God is saying, whether it be through his word or whether it be through the divine inspiration of Christ into your heart. And then we endeavor that he understands us because he already knows us. You know what I mean? Because when I look at prayer and what the purpose of prayer is, I think the reason that we really pray, like the real reason God created prayer for us that we don't realize or identify is so that we can get to know ourselves. That's what I truly believe. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. I believe the purpose of prayer is so that you can get to know you. And what I mean by you getting to know you is getting to know the good, getting to know the bad, getting to know the ugly, getting to know where on the comparison chart you fit as far as Christ is concerned, getting to know all there is about you, getting to know the intimate, getting to know the fears, getting to know the hopes and the dreams, getting to, I believe we have been purposed, we have been given prayer for the purpose of understanding us as a creation, people as a creation and ourselves individually as creations. And I think not enough people really understand and focus on the fact that prayer is about you understanding you. Yeah, there's a lot of talk between you and God, but that talk, if done correctly, always ends up with us understanding ourselves in a better way, whether it's our shortcomings or our strengths. We understand them in a better manner. You look like you got something you wanted to say. No, I'm just listening. Um, Sorry. I believe that there's not enough of us that take prayer to that level. And what I would like to do in my prayer life, and I guess this is something now that I have to try to do in my prayer life, is to take more time listening in prayer and less time talking in prayer. Maybe I'll go back to the whole I'm only going to pray about it one time thing. Because during that time, there was so little talking from me. Because if I wanted something, even if I wanted something that didn't have anything to do with God, you know, God, I want this kind of shoe or this kind of car or whatever it is. If I wanted something, I just asked for it once and that was it. I didn't have to ask for it over and over and over again. And I didn't have to pray about it over and over and over again. And I didn't have to repeat it over and over and over again. And I understand that there is an area for intercession, but I think intercession and prayer kind of different. You know, I think when you begin to intercede, you are standing on behalf of someone as opposed to when you're praying, you're more in the communication mode. And like I said, I believe prayer is more about us understanding who we are as people, more about us understanding who we are as humans, more about me understanding who I am as Stefan than it is anything else. And I would really love to get to a place where I can talk to God and then hear what it is he's saying to me, even if it's not about that particular situation. And I know I'm kind of all around this mountain right now, but I hope you're with me as you're listening because I, I, 
We'll take a break. I'll figure out how to We're put this. We're coming around the mountain. Yeah. As he comes. We'll take a break. I'll figure out how to put this in a nice, neat little package with a bow on it so it's easier to understand. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. We'll be back in a second. Lord, I just want to live like you. Lord, I just want to live like you. Then they're ready for this one. Put your Bible in the air, Bible in the air, put your Bible in the air, Bible in the air, put your Bible in the air, Bible in the air, put your Bible in the air, Bible in the air, put your Bible in the air. Moment of clarity is your man Stefan G. And we're talking about prayer. Don't forget you can get us on Stitcher as well. Go to if you've got an Android phone, grab the Stitcher app, search for Moment of Clarity with Stefan G, and subscribe, and you will get first updates. You'll be the first one to find out when there's a new episode of Moment of Clarity that has hit the podcast roll. Okay, so I figured out what I was trying to say. And the essence of what I'm trying to say is we're talking too much in our prayers. It's really the essence of what I'm trying to say. And... As we look at prayer, and please listen to my words very carefully because you will rarely hear Stefan say, this is how it is, okay? Because I'm not God, and I'm not Jesus, and I refuse to be called apostle, bishop, pastor, any of that stuff. So I have no right to declare to Your anybody. brother. Yes. Brother Stefan. Brother Stefan. Like so I have no right to declare to anybody that this is exactly how it's supposed to be, and this is what the Bible actually says. Overseer? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> so I tried to trick you. Yeah, you did. So what I'm trying to say is we're talking too much in our prayers. The purpose of prayer, from my perspective, appears to be acquiring a deeper understanding of us as his creation. And what I mean by that is understanding of us on a humanistic level, understanding the human being, not only the body, the temple, but the heart and the soul as well. Understanding us on a community slash culture level, which is the diversity of how he's created us and how we are raised and how we uh, perceive individual aspect of our lives and what we hold to be of importance and what we hold to be of little importance, um, community culture level. And then the understanding of us on an individual level, me as Stefan, Mike as Mike, you as John, her as Rita, understanding us on an individual level. And so if when we are praying, if all we're doing is talking and talking and talking and talking and rambling and rambling and rambling, rambling and asking and asking and asking and asking over and over and over again, and please forgive me, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would forgive us in the name of Jesus for all of the sins that we have committed and da 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 Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you would just, you know, provide this car for Brother John. And you know he needs a car, God, and, and you know he's been walking, God, and he's been, he's been you know, faithful, God, uh, and he's, he's been taking the bus, God. And you know that he needs a mode of transportation. We, God, we just ask in the name of Jesus, you just provide this car for Brother John. It's the same things over and over and over again. Well, you know, it's interesting, too. Think about if someone talked to you that way. Oh, my God. Personally, how annoying that would be. Are you kidding me? 
I didn't even think about it like that. <laughs> like oh, that would some, be so irritating. Like if I'd be like, would like, you shut up? <laughs> okay, I'll give him a call. Exactly. Oh, my God. Fine. Take the keys. It's almost like we're patronizing him. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, it is. Well, we're petitioning him with everything. There's, there's 100 signatures. You know what I mean? With everything that we come to him with. And each one of those signatures is us repeating the same thing that we want over and over and over. Right. And so when we do that, we're missing the purpose of prayer. Yes, we are to say to, we are to ask, we are to seek, you know, and that's fine. But when you ask, listen, when you seek, endeavor to understand. I, I, like I said, I really believe that this is an opportunity for me and anybody else who's listening, but specifically for me, to change the way my prayer life goes and give it a less talk, more listen kind of prayer life. I might honestly go back to the whole, I only pray for things one time. I pray for it one time. If it doesn't happen, then it's not supposed to happen. I don't believe it's not going to happen because I didn't pray hard enough. Because that takes me back to that place that I was telling you all about, what is it, last week, the week before? When I was telling you guys about the spiritual abusive church that I was in. And that takes me back to that place. Spiritual abuse tells you you're not working hard enough. You're not trying hard enough. You're not doing enough. You're not good enough. And I can't sit here and believe that my God is going to deny me something because I didn't ask him for it a hundred times. By the way, that was two weeks ago. And if you all missed that podcast, you can go listen to it right now on iTunes. There you go. See, that's why Mike, that's my dog. He got me. And so I don't want to fall into that abusive mode of thinking any longer because I put something up on, on Facebook a couple of weeks before a week before the spiritual abuse podcast came out and I asked the question and a lot of people didn't like me asking the question, but I asked the question, what kind of father makes a child beg for something that they want? And I, and then I said, God is supposed to be our heavenly father. And then I hashtagged it. Something ain't right. Because that's what we're doing. We're begging, God, please, God, please, God, please. We're, we're trying to get this new job, and we're praying for it 17 times in the day. That's begging, folks. That is called begging and pleading. And I don't, I, I don't know any father that is going to make their child. Now, if it's just a decision that they make on their own, that's fine. But most fathers, now, we're not perfect like Christ is and like God is, most fathers after time 12 is going to be like, you ain't getting nothing. Get out of my face. I'm sick of you. You're bugging the crap out of me. You're not getting it. You're just not getting it anymore. You know? But I don't know that our heavenly father would require us to beg him for the things that we want. I believe our heavenly father will require us to ask him because I require my daughter to ask for the things that she wants. But then... I also have a conversation with her about the things that she wants. So when she tells me, Daddy, can I have some chocolate cake? And I say, why do you want chocolate cake? And now she must take some time to really look into herself and find out, why do I want chocolate cake? And so, the, and the answers have changed. When she was six, the answer was, because I'm hungry. And I'm like, you're a liar. I know you don't understand that you're lying, but you're such a liar. You're not hungry. And if you're hungry, you definitely ain't hungry for no cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so as she grew older and she understood the different aspects of herself, the different aspects of her body, as she started to understand her motivations, as she started to understand the reasons why she desired certain things and wanted certain things and liked certain things and so on and so forth, now at age 11, I get a different answer. Why do you want chocolate cake? Because it tastes great and it's chocolate cake. That's the real answer now. Now she's giving me truth. 
you know. Or the answer is because I walked by it in the kitchen and I saw it and now I want some. (laughs) Now she's giving me truth. And I think that's the same thing with our prayer life, that we can go to God and ask him for something, whether it's a deeper understanding, whether we're asking for wisdom, whether we're asking for favor, whether we're asking for whatever. And then once we start to listen to what he says after that, it has the opportunity to open up a deeper understanding of ourselves and a deeper understanding of our motivations and a deeper understanding of why we want the things that we want and why we do the things that we do and why we like the things that we like. Because that's one thing that I'm big on is self-awareness. I want to know why I love roast beef so much. I want to know why I don't want regular cheese pizza. I want to know why I like, I well, and it's funny, I know why I love dark chocolate skinned women. Um, <laughs> but all of these things, that all of these preferences, all of these attributes, all of these everything, you know, why am I drawn to media so greatly? Why do I have a desire to be on radio? Why do you want to be a dancer? Why do you want to be an architect? Why do you have a problem asking God for things? Why do you keep getting fired from each job? Why? I think our question to God, our prayer life with God should encapsulate much more whys and hows and and a lot less what wins and wheres. Why God and how God and help me understand and help me become this person that you have destined me to be. But if all we're going to do is beg and plead and talk and talk and talk and ramble and ramble and ramble over and over and over again all day long about the exact same things, we don't have the chance to really discover. And that's what I think the purpose of prayer is. I think the purpose of prayer is discovery. I think it helps us, as Mike and I were talking earlier, I believe it helps us to humble ourselves and be open to the fact that we might not be right about something. I think it helps us to humble ourselves and be open to the fact that there is a higher being and a higher power that has requirements of us, that has expectations of us, that has a standard that has been set, that he has a desire for us to meet. And when we go to him, we have to come to him understanding that this standard, this requirement, this level that he wants to raise us up to is something that we have to keep in mind in everything that we do. Am I just completely off base here, Mike? I mean, well, I was thinking as you were talking, you know, we were asking what the purpose of prayer is. And it's one of those things that, well, Jesus actually told us. Oh, look at that. (laughs) He actually, it's amazing what happens if you actually actually read the Bible, read the Bible, read his words. Maybe (laughs) he'll actually have the answer. I should um, do that more often. (laughs) Well, you know, but you know what? I No, let me not say that. I read the Bible. Okay, guys, I do. I just don't read it in conjunction with whatever I'm going to talk about on the radio specifically because I don't want to get on here and sound like a pastor because I refuse to be (laughs) a pastor. Well, I'll read the verses since you don't want to sound like a pastor. Now, this does not make me sound like a pastor. (laughs) This is just a producer helping you out. Come on, Pastor Mike. (laughs) Bishop Stefan. Whoa, whoa, okay. We'll we'll stop cursing. (laughs) Cursing. All right, this is from Matthew 6, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. 
Um, and when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. Yes. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. And this is the key part of this verse. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's right. Pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven and then goes with Gives the Lord's the prayer. prayer. I like that. And I, and see, that is, I think, 90% of America, just repetitive, vain babbling, just on and on and on, hoping that of their many words, they will get through. Because it's like what we're doing is we're hoping that the more we say, we can influence God and he'll give us what we want. Because that's what we do as children. The more we say, uh-huh. mommy can I have a lollipop, mommy can I have a lollipop, mommy can I have a lollipop, eventually mommy's like, take the damn lollipop. And we've taken that same concept and kind of adjusted it to Christianity. Well, and it comes from spiritual immaturity. Yes. We don't have enough good leaders out there who are spiritually mature to lead others. That's very true. And I think you're right on a lot of that. The other thing I think it is, which he addresses in the verse before, Okay. Is public prayer. I feel like they use a lot of many yeah. words in public prayer because not because they're actually trying to talk to God, but because they want the attention. They exactly. want to look well, like they are. Also, if you think about it, how would you look? I mean, because of what we've been geared to expect now from somebody who is in a position of authority that prays for us. Right. How would I look if I came to your grandmother's bedside, you know, in the hospital and said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, heal her, and walked off. Yeah, y'all would be like, Pastor, what the heck? Show, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, once again, Jesus, it's in the Bible. What do you know? Yeah, he instruct uh, instructs us why we should not do this. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen. Yes, and here's the key words: by men. That's right. So that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you go pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. There you go. That's wonderful. And I like the idea that you got a second, Mike. Do I have a second? Yeah. You got a minute? Yes. <laughs> Do me a That's favor. I'm here. Strong's the word reward. Give me the Strong's definition of the word reward in that scripture. Because I like the idea of the word being reward, and I want to know what the. How do I. You what mean the like Greek the concordance? Is. Yeah, I want to know what the Greek etymology oh, of that word is. I don't have a okay, strong dictionary in front of me. How okay, we, so we're going to take a quick break. Online? Yeah, you can. We're going to take a quick break, and it's going to be extraordinarily quick because I'm going to look this up. I want to know what the word reward is. So, Mike, hit me some music. We're going to take a, like a half a second break, and we'll come right back. Moment of Clarity, Stefan G. Go subscribe on iTunes. We'll be back in a second. Moment of clarity, it's your man Stefan G. Okay, so we figured out, we we looked it up, and the word in that scripture that says shall reward, uh, Matthew 6 and 6, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. The word shall reward in that scripture means 
give from the source. To give from the source. So I'm not going to say that it means what I said it means, <laughs> but it kind of sounds like it means what I said it means, that when you go into pray and you go into speak to the Father, if you do it in the proper manner and you begin to listen, you will receive from the source. And it says he's going to do it openly. So it's it's not something that you're going to have to force feed. It's not something that you're going to have to you know petition and make happen and so on and so forth. It's going to happen openly. Openly in that scripture means properly in the realm or sphere of as in the condition in which something operates from the inside. Isn't that weird? Well, not only that, but um, when you talk about give from the source, that's why he says those who pray for the attention of men have their reward in full. Exactly. Because they get their rewards from men. If that's Mm -hmm. who they're after, that's who they're going to get their rewards from, not God. Exactly. But this scripture is saying that when you pray to him properly in the secret place. doesn't mean you have to do all your prayers secretly, but you get what it means, that he will give to you from the source properly, as in the condition from which something operates the inside. So he's giving to you from within. So when we're praying in the right way, God, I really didn't want to go that way. But when we're praying in the right way, we are getting something from the inside. And that's really what prayer is about. The purpose of prayer, in my perspective, from what I see, from what I've used, in all the different ways that I've prayed, the way that I found it most effective is when I pray with the idea that it is a development of me. That anything that I'm praying, I am praying with the purpose of growing myself and my understanding of this realm that I am in from humanity to culture to me as an individual. And I believe if more of us took that aspect and took that perspective when we were praying, that more of us would see that God will, he will inspire us, he will teach us, he will help us to mature, and then the things that we're hoping he'll change on the outside of our lives, we can now change on the outside of our lives. That career that you've always wanted to have, Prayer is not going to necessarily make God give you that career. What prayer is going to do is going to open up an avenue inside of you where God can show you, help you, teach you, mold you in a way that you now pursue that career properly. That you go to school and you get the degree and you go to, you know, whatever class or course that you have to go to, you learn more about the industry, so on and so forth. And now you're in a position to receive the career that you wanted to receive. Not that God just handed it to you on a platter, but that he put you in a position to be successful. And I think that's how prayer works. That we pray, and then after we pray, after we seek and ask, then we listen. And then once we listen, it opens us up to be able to make changes externally in this quote-unquote earthly realm. Hope it makes sense. I think it makes sense. It makes sense to me. If it doesn't make sense to you, go pick up my book, Everyone Falls. Go to everyonefalls.com, pick up my book. It's about sin, but it's also about prayer. And it'll tell you a lot about what we just said about prayer. Go to everyonefalls.com, pick up my book, Everyone Falls. You can get it for five bucks. Come on, pick up the book. Ebook is five bucks. Audiobook, which is a really good one, it's 10 bucks. 
I, I love how you did that. You're like, because my voice is so manly. <laughs> Your voice dropped a whole octave when you I said did, that. I did, it was an audio book. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to me. Okay, I got to say all jealous. the stuff that I'm supposed to say. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher. Um, subscribe on Spreaker. Go to thestephong.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. Buy the book. What else am I peddling? Um... <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's, I can pedal a lot more stuff, but that's all I'm pedaling right now. Uh, Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Love you guys, and I'll talk to you again next time.